Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Fellas, you can't always just focus on your face. You need to care for our most precious of preciouses, but you can't trust that job to just any cheap razor. Manscaped provides the highest quality tools, down there skincare, and more to keep you clean, trim, and feeling fresh. Get 20% off and free shipping with code MULTIPLAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code MULTIPLAYER at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who are lifelong gamers, and today we have a very special episode because we have officially reached the midway point of 2022. We figured, why not throw out some mid-year gaming awards? Some of those awards are going to be categories you might be able to guess. Others will be a little bit funnier and a little bit more out in left field. Should be an absolute blast. But before we start that, please take a second to rate our show five stars and leave a written review if your podcast app allows. Also, if you enjoy the show and want extra episodes plus early access to all of our shows, and you can get a shout out on the show, go sign up and check us out on Patreon, which you can see at MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, or in this case, the Master of Ceremonies, and my name is Paul. I'm joined here by my two co-presenters. I'm not going to lie, guys, this is kind of hard to think of an introduction here. Do I go with a famous com- a fa- a famous comedy duo like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler? Do I go for a light roast with James Franco and Anne Hathaway? Uh, let's see. Coming up first, he's very funny and he's always entertaining, this isn't exactly a great analogy, but let's make him our Chris Rock of the evening. It's Michael. Yeah, I picked a good one for me. I love it. I am funny and entertaining. Laugh at, laugh at sure. my humor. I'm also really smart, devilishly good looking, and <laughs> yeah. And and that's it. Yeah, that's it. I have no tattoos. Uh, I enjoy long walks on the beach, uh, picking my own boogers and wiping on other people's upholstery and watching film. Oh, boy. Okay. And then, you guys probably know where this is going. On the other side of the ring, this will be his last appearance at the Mid-Year Awards because he's going to get suspended for 10 years. Everybody seems to have his wife's name in their mouth. He's our Will Smith of the evening. It's Josh. <laughs> Keep my Steam library out your mouth. <laughs> oh, I was, very nice. Paul, when you started talking about duos, I was like, he's yeah. got to go with Chris Rock and Will Smith. Yeah. Right? Heck yeah. Of course. I had to. Yeah. And it's a timely reference, you know, with the Academy Awards. Had, had to roll with it. All right. So before we start handing out our mid-year awards to all of these different games, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to do. You guys heard me in the intro. If you sign up on Patreon, you get a shout out on the show. And we owe a very big shout out to our new Rare supporter, Lyric on Wii, who has consistently been one of our most active Discord members. We couldn't be happier. 
Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. And this is your grand shout out on the show. Woohoo! Heck yeah, Lyric. Thanks. Thank you for supporting the show. And we get to shout you out. And I love it. Now, I, I can't give Lyric on we too big of a head, but I actually know him <laughs> in real life. And yeah. <laughs> he's a super cool dude. He is a very, very cool member of our gaming community. We're very glad to have him with us. Um, it helps that he's also like a really cool human being as well in real life, too. So thank you, Lyric on Wii, for finally not being cheap anymore <laughs> no. and, uh, and helping to support the show. <laughs> There you go. That's a that's a really nice backhanded compliment, right? <laughs> Thank wow. you for signing it's up a, it's a and not being sandwich, cheap. man. man he went there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Josh, you've got a review. Someone left for the show. Do have a review? I'm gonna just read this because I know we're gonna wind up going long, man. So this one comes in from Nathan Iker, and it's titled "This Podcast Awesome." I've been listening to this podcast for months now, and it's still as new and fresh as when I first started listening. The days the gents release episodes are the highlight of my week. 10 Aww. out of 10 listening experience. Pancakes versus waffles, 75%, 25%. <laughs> T- toward which side? Pancakes. <laughs> it's respectively. So yeah, it starts with pancakes. He, awesome. He's saying, you know, nobody hates waffles, but pancakes are better. Which we That's all true. Yeah, we true. All agree. Every, yeah. Everybody knows that. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we are very excited to talk about these mid-year awards. To give the people a little bit of a taste of what they can expect for the rest of the show, Josh, I thought that maybe you could just explain a little bit about how we came up with these categories. And if you want, maybe give them one or two teasers of something they can look forward to. Okay, so we decided that it would be very cool to do like a mid-year award. And we, as we always do, we put some criteria on this. And the criteria is that this has to be a game that released in 2022. Um, now, it can be a, a, a new port if it was not available before on console. Like, let's say it was a PC game and it got ported to console that qualifies and vice versa. So if it's only on console and it was an exclusive and now you can play it on PC, we will allow that because it technically released on that platform in 2022. But the criteria is that all of these games had to uh, have released since January 1st of 2022. So yes, this will limit the field. We get, you know, that, Hey, there's, you know, there's going to be some overlap because some games stand out amongst others. But that's basically the criteria we went with. And then we tried to come up with a absolute overabundance of categories because some <laughs> of us are over preppers. Um, and some so of some of some <laughs> of the categories are, you know, your traditional like game of the year so far. Um, but then some of the other ones are a little bit funnier, like maybe worst money grab and the smoke show award. <laughs> That's smoke Which, show award. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Yeah, what's what's the smoke show award, Michael? Uh the smoke show award is it's basically just Lost Ark. That's it. All of Lost Ark. It, it means that so man, he put me on the spot real good there, didn't he? Family friendly. Uh it just means you're devilish. You basically uh Tom Cruise. Wait, that's not sure. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's a beautiful well, man. Yeah, maybe like 1992 Tom Cruise. No, now Tom Cruise. Man, come on. That guy oh, gets better with age. Heck yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was a dapper fellow in Maverick. You yeah, know, he was. That, that rugged role fits him as smoke well. Show. Sure. Yeah, smoke show. Yeah, smoke show, most attractive gaming character. I mean, maybe not the most PC award, but we're just trying to have a little bit of fun here. All right. We also so, make love to video games. So <laughs> Yeah, this is in line with make love, marry, or murder. 
All right. Oh, so, you know, to, to kind of remind you guys of what's happened so far in 2022, it's actually been a pretty eventful year. And so I've got just a couple of highlights that I thought I would mention here at the top. We have seen a ton of acquisitions between gaming companies. January alone, we saw Take-Two acquiring Zynga for $13 billion, Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard for $69 billion, Sony acquiring Bungie for $3.6 billion, and even surprisingly, the New York Times decided to jump into gaming, and they acquired Wordle for an undisclosed seven-figure sum in the millions. That was just January alone. February was an eventful month. Michael officially joined the show as a host, and we also saw the Steam Deck released. This summer, we saw E3 was canceled, but we saw a whole bunch of other uh, game reveal type events pop up. And then, of course, we saw a ton of video game releases. Some of the top-selling ones include the likes of Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, Lost Ark, Gran Turismo 7, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. We also had some famous games that were ported, like Josh was mentioning. We had God of War finally arrive on PC. Deep Rock Galactic was ported to console. We also got some lesser-known titles that we did deep dives on, like Weird West. So a couple other notable releases that I thought I would just mention that may or may not come up in the rest of the show. We also had releases for The Quarry, Diablo Immortal, Evil Dead, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Ghostwire Tokyo, Roguebook, Sifu, Rainbow Six Extraction, and of course, a lot of others. So, last question I wanted to throw you guys before we jump into the awards. How do you feel so far about the 2022 releases? I feel about a 5 out of 10. Yeah, to be honest. Kind of mediocre. This has not been the best year for video games. Now, that's not to say that there haven't been some phenomenal video games, but... Overall, I feel like this has been a fairly lackluster year. We've seen a lot of delays. I think 2023 is going to be phenomenal, to be honest with you, because I think we're going to see all of those games that got delayed release in 2023. But I'm very just, I don't want to say meh, because like I said, there's been some really fun, enjoyable games, but I would rate 2022 as like a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to rate it as the Star Wars sequels from the 2010s. Like, basically, it's like, it's like, you know... It's still video games. It's still Star Wars, but it's it's just not as good as it could have been. Uh, so it's the same thing. It's not a meh, but it's like a eh. All right, it's been all right. You know, I feel like a lot of the smaller titles have actually blown away, and there hasn't been a lot of big things that came out really. Like when we're still talking about the game of the year being a game that came out in February, and it's probably the only contender with Elden Ring. You know what I mean? Overall, I'm not saying that's my game of the year, but for overall game of the year, like that's all we got. And I think that's just, that's, that's 2022. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of good games, but it's kind of like a lot of B to B plus games. It's a little light on the 10 out of 10 consensus. Everybody loves it kind of games. A lot of highly playable stuff. I was actually surprised at how many games I've enjoyed so far. I thought it was a really down year until I actually looked at the list. I was like, you know what? It's actually not bad. It's just nothing is really standing out other than Elden Ring kind of being the consensus best release so far. All right, so let's just go ahead and jump into the awards. We are not deciding these as a consensus group. We're all going to give our individual awards here for each category. 
I don't know. Maybe we just throw out whatever award you guys want to talk about next, and then we can kind of go over it. Michael, I'll, I'll toss it to you first. Is there a war- an award here that you want to start out with? Yeah, and I, I I should probably preface by saying we should do the game of the year last so far, our favorite game of the years, because you know it's like the it's like the Oscars, the best picture goes sure. last, Emmys best show. Uh, let's start off with the best voice acting performance. Oh, okay, let's okay, I like that what you're doing fast. Uh, and so, uh, you want me to go ahead and just give mine here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it, dude. Yeah. So it's funny. We actually saw uh, we actually saw this this particular voice actress, uh, yes, actress, uh, do two phenomenal voice acting jobs in this particular year. We saw her uh, do the voice of Aloy from Horizon Forbidden West, and she also did Tiny Tina. It's Ashley Birch. Uh, I just thought that Tiny Tina was hilarious phenomenal um just really well done in fact that whole game is full of it was hard to pick because the whole game is full of incredible voice acting performance but uh ashley birch as tiny tina was just absolutely phenomenal and i loved it and there's nothing really else i can say about that she's funny she's confident she's hilarious that's it that is exactly who i had as my uh as my nomination as well tiny tina it was hilarious like just what a talented person Aloy I know she's done a lot of other stuff too um, but these are the two that really stood out to me Um, this one I thought was going to be difficult and then was not because I I think she's phenomenal so for me it was Ashley Birch as well yeah I thought she did a fantastic job I went in a little bit of a different direction only because Tiny Tina you could maybe argue is just a little too over the top it's you, you can definitely feel the acting less so with Aloy but this might surprise you guys, but I want to give it to Brenda Song from The Quarry. She is the one who voiced Caitlin, the Asian female character. Oh, yeah, you're right. I yep. thought she was fantastic in The Quarry. Uh, it, it, it feels so effortless. She just felt like a normal person. Some of the other characters in The Quarry I thought did really good, but you could kind of tell that they're acting. For her... Uh, just anytime she talked, it just seemed like a normal person talking in a game, pulling off that young adult, very brash and harsh exterior, but a little bit of a softy, a little bit once you get to know her on the inside. So uh, I felt like I had to throw her a bone here. So Brenda's song was my pick. You know, that's a really good point, too, to say that, because in video games, oftentimes you can see it. You know what I mean? Like, look at like, uh, what was it? The um, original resident evil like oh uh, umbrella you know like it's just like it's so <laughs> it's like so hard to time and you're right she was effortless it was it seemed like it was like a real person yeah i was gonna say she was one of the more believable characters like you i think you kind of touched on it more natural like i i feel like that's somebody that i could have known at some point whereas some of the other characters were a little either over top or overacted or just over overdone a little bit i guess sure all right, Josh, what you got for our next award? Oh, let's just keep the... Uh, we'll save some of the better ones for last. Um, <laughs> let's do the funniest game moment. Oh, or, I wonder or, if Josh and I are going to have the same for this. I thought we might. I'll be curious I, to see. Um, so for me, I had a hard time on this one, and I just kind of simplified it because there are a lot of funny moments in this game, and we talked about a few of them when we did a deep dive on it. But there was one where I was really just chuckling to myself, and it kind of was the first one that came to mind. And that is from Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, because it is a hilarious game. And it is the sequence of when you go to the ocean, you are going to (laughs) hop on your boat. You Mm -hmm. have to go through this scene with a bard that is just absolutely bananas. 
you think you're finally going to get on your boat and sail across the ocean when lo and behold, missile silos open up, missiles fly out, they crash into the ocean, they blow up the entire ocean, and then it is <laughs> thus dubbed the notion. <laughs> I, I believe you blow up the freaking ocean, I think, yes. is what the quest yeah. tells you to do. Yeah. Yes, and this is after the whole <laughs> sequence with the bard and having to play a lot of different instruments and things like that. So for me, that was one of those moments where I literally LOL'd and just thought, this game is insane. Um, there are a lot of those moments in the game, but that was one that really stood out to me as far as I that actually made me laugh. Mm. Was that yours, Paul? No, but mine is from Tiny Tina's. I had a different quest line, and I'll, I'll try to keep this relatively this quick. This is the goblin one, right? It is, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I almost There's... picked that one, but I thought you'd pick that one. <laughs> I did. There's a side quest called A Farmer's Ardor, and it's so funny because you end up driving all these goblins out of a farm, and then the farmer is upset and says, why did you drive off all these goblins? I actually have been trying to bring them here. And long story short, you find out that the poor farmer it has actually been falling for a rich neighbor who is an alchemist. And so you try to play matchmaker between the two, but the alchemist says that they aren't interested in the farmer until pigs fly, water flows backwards, or a polka-dotted poetry-reading goblin recites a love poem. <laughs> and so you tell the farmer that this is what the alchemist said, and the farmer takes this way too literally. They take this to mean, okay, we got to go find a goblin that's going to match all this criteria. And so you have to find the right dyes to dye this, you know, uh, uh, goblin polka dotted in order to draw the goblins out. You have to find the smelliest, dankiest underwear in the whole kingdom. And it's just this hilarious string of side quests. And you end up creating this goblin who does recite love poetry and you go get the alchemist and bring them out. The alchemist says, wow, they went through all this trouble. Yeah. You want to go out on a date? And do you remember what the farmer says? The farmer yeah. says, no, I'm now betrothed to the goblin. So just in like the three minutes you are gone, the farmer ends up falling for the goblin that you created. And now they are betrothed moving forward. So that, that had to be my pick from Tiny Tina. Well, Tiny Tina is going to round it all three on this one because mine is Torque's song to raise the Balzania and Tiny Tina's as well. Uh, and and yeah. to add to what Josh says at the end when he caps it off with, I cast magic missile. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then at the very end of that, you know, the explosion happens. But what about the whales? I care about nature. And it's just, it just cracked <laughs> me up. And it's the song and the entire part of the quest is you're just beating on these drums and hitting these cymbals and stuff. And it, it literally, like Josh, just made me LOL. Oh, it's too funny. I had a feeling we'd all pick something from Tiny Tina's. It was just such a funny there game in general. There were many other funny games this year. No, there not were really. some funny no. moments yeah. in the quarry just between a couple of the characters, but nothing that would make you laugh as yeah. much as Tiny Tina's. Yep. Yeah, all right, Eld Paul. Elden Ring didn't bring a whole lot of chuckles. Let's oh, just say on. that. Oh, tears. Certainly can, not the best voice actor either. And, you can cry, like, cry laugh, can't you? <laughs> oh, sure. Right? That, that might be the only, yeah. All right, next category here. Let's go with best villain slash best boss fight. Ooh. I thought this would be a fun category to talk about. All right, Paul. Well, you name the category. What you got? All right. Uh, this has to be an Elden Ring boss, in my opinion. If we're talking about bosses, this is the game that brought the best bosses. I had trouble narrowing it down to one. I thought, you know... A lot of people who played Elden Ring didn't get terribly far in the game. I better pick one of the early bosses. 
I got to go with Godric the Grafted. This was Godric. such a fun boss. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so basically, kind of like long story short, he's got a lot of long and slow attacks to try to fake you out to make the dodging really difficult. He sends out shockwaves that you have to jump over. It's like a really interactive fight that I loved. But the best part is halfway through the fight, when you get him to about half health in the second phase, he literally rips his arm off and attaches a dragon head. And the dragon head has fire attacks that he starts, you know, flaming across the battlefield while you're still fighting him. I mean, what a cool idea for a boss. I mean, he's literally, you know, Godric the Grafted. He's got all these things grafted to his body. What cooler thing to graft than a dragon head? Very good choice. I'm with you, Paul, on your thinking in a lot of ways on this. The boss fights in Elden Ring are absolutely grade A. I'm with you in that some of the later game bosses, it's I don't know if it's just that you're used to it by then or you know, you're, you get in that grind and you're kind of chugging through it. But the one that stood out for me was early in the game. In fact, it was right before Godric the Grafted, <laughs> and it's Margit the Fell. Nice. Because I think I died to Margit the Fell more times than just about any other boss. I don't know if I tried taking him on before I was strong enough or what, uh, but that was the proverbial wall that I slammed my head against uh, for quite a while. And I know for a lot of people like Michael that did a lot of exploring and stuff that Margit the Fell was probably their first introduction into what is this stupid <laughs> game? Why is this boss so hard? So while maybe not the coolest looking boss, it's the one that stands out in my mind the most. Um, so that's my nomination is Margit the Fell from Elden Ring. I like it. Yeah, so I didn't go with a boss fight, uh, mostly because I didn't really fight a lot of the bosses in Elden Ring. I ran around a whole bunch, and uh, you know, I fought some of the bosses that weren't required as much um, and snuck around. But I actually, I promise this entire show will not be from Tiny Tina's. I had best villain. I did Dragon Lord from Tiny Tina's because Will Arnett just did such a great job voicing him. He was so much fun. Uh, The fact that there was that breaking the fourth wall, the time not breaking the fourth wall, but the fact they talk about being on a board game and stuff, it was just really clever. And I just, I really thought that it was a breath of fresh air to have a villain be like Dragon Lord was. And it was just really fun. You know, you didn't hate him. Um, And that's, that's my villain. Yeah, Will Arnett was so funny in that game. I love Wanda Sykes and Andy Samberg and Will Arnett. I thought Will Arnett was probably the funniest out of the bunch. Yeah. He was just anytime he talked, there was something very funny and very interesting going on. I, I really did love Dragon Lord. All right, I think we're back to Michael to pick our next category here. Oh, let's go with um Studio That Earns Your Trust. Ooh, this is I a like good this one. one. Yeah, I actually had to think about this one, too, because a lot of times it's either like you either like a studio or they've broken your trust already. CD Projekt Red, um, you know, or something like that. (laughs) Studio that lost your trust. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this one was actually a little tough for me. And I this one, I'm curious to see who Michael says, but I actually had to do a little bit of thinking on this one. Who'd you you pick, Michael? It's clearly Blizzard, right? 
Definitely. <laughs> How did you know? Gosh, guys, let me say my own picks. Come on. Uh, I actually went with Guerrilla Games because they've oh, really only okay. made two games. There, there's kind of a third one out there, but uh, they made Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. What I like about Guerrilla Games is they do exactly what they said they're going to do. When they started back in the day and they made Horizon Zero Dawn, they made it. They said, we're going to have a very limited HUD. We're going to try and make the game look natural. We're going to have the combat be fun. They did all the things they wanted to do. And they doubled down with Horizon Forbidden West because it's, I mean, I, I'm five hours into the game. I literally got my PS5 yesterday. Thank you, Hootenberg, uh, for the help there. But I got it yesterday and I like, I, you know how I've been just waiting to play Horizon Forbidden West because my PS4 Pro yeah. wouldn't play it. I'm five hours into Forbidden West. Love it so far. Absolutely love it. But I'm like, you know what? Like they're two games in really as a, as a developer, but they do what they said they're going to do. They have two slam dunk games, and I think that I'm just I am excited for whatever they branch out to next because I really kind of am like, hey, I'm sold on these guys. It's a real small group of like 30 people. That's the whole company, from what I understand, and I just think that they're they're doing right so far. Oh, very nice. I, I like that pick. What would you have for this one, Josh? All right. So this one, we said studio that's earned your trust. So that's not necessarily a publisher, not necessarily a developer. And my pick on this one is one that probably nobody has heard of. And that is a studio called Jetpack Interactive. Now, let me tell you a story about (laughs) Jetpack Interactive, ladies and gentlemen. Porting a game to PC when it is designed for a console can go south very, very quickly. Um, we see it with the game that we just reviewed near Automata, right? A lot of the negative reviews on that were how janky the uh, PC port was. We've seen it with the original Horizon, right? Forbidden Dawn. It was a bad PC port at first. Now they fixed it. Kudos to them because it's very smooth now. But make, taking a beloved game and porting it to PC and not having it suck is very difficult, And one thing to me that stands out almost more than anything else with the God of War port to PC was how absolutely incredible the PC port was. I said this in the deep dive. You can go back and listen to it if you haven't heard it already. It's a great episode. But I said this is perhaps the best port I have ever seen in my life for a game that was been ported to PC. It is absolutely flawless. And because of that, if Jetpack Interactive ports any other game, I will 100% trust that studio to do it the right way because they did an absolutely phenomenal job with God of War. You know, especially as we see more and more console games ported to PC, in particular Sony, we've really seen how that can go wrong so fast. Like you had mentioned, even just like controller schemes and button schemes. I, I don't understand why Konami games will have you like press J to accept you know, your your new settings or whatever. Even the quarry, which clearly is more of a console game, had some really weird buttons where if you could not press escape to exit the settings menu, you had to hit backspace. Yeah. And it's like, weird. have these people never touched a PC? Like, do they not <laughs> know what these games normally are? There's some buttons you should never screw with, like escape to exit the menu. Right. Sprint should be your shift button, you know, jumps always space bar, those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but a lot of studios just get that stuff wrong. And yeah, graphically there was, there's issues. I don't know what it is, but yeah, jetpack really knocked that one out of the ballpark. You do have to give them credit for that. 
All right. The studio that I chose that earned my trust is Wolfie Studios. Weird West. There we go. <laughs> they did yeah. Weird West. Weird West is going to pop up a couple times here. But they are still a very new studio. They were started in 2019. It was started by two guys that had worked for Arcane Studios. So those are the people who did like Dishonored, Deathloop, Prey, all those games. A lot of pedigree. And Weird West is the very first game that they put out as a studio. And I I know that I have said that Weird West almost feels like it was tailor-made for my gaming interests. But everything <laughs> that they built into that game is just exactly what I loved. The ability to make choices, to see how that would affect the world. The fact that you do play as five protagonists, and all of them were fascinating. And to see how all of them come together in the end... I really felt like that game was incredibly smoothly made. I had no technical issues with Weird West. I really loved everything that they made. And so I feel like as time goes on, as they get even more experience and get more people hired, I really am very curious to see what they're able to come out with next. If they really stick with the action RPG genre in particular, we're really talking my language. So Wolfie, I I poked around their website. I don't really see anything as far as what they're going to be working on next. So I'm not too sure what's on the horizon. But after Weird West, they've definitely earned my trust. I know what's on horizon. It's Forbidden West. That's what's on the horizon. (laughs) Bad (laughs) joke. Wow. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Why did I do that? We can can edit that out, right? (laughs) Nope. Too late. (laughs) Leave it in. It stays in. in stone now. (laughs) All right, so after Studio That's Earned Our Trust, uh, I think we're back to you, Josh. You want to pick our next award? We got to do it, boys. We're going with the Smoke Show Award. (laughs) Uh, I thought initially, I was like, man, this is going to be tough. But then then the the recesses of my brain opened up, and I went, (laughs) oh, how could I forget about you? My lovely, wonderful Beatrice from Lost Ark. (laughs) Beatrice is the angelic lady that you see in the beginning that you hand the arcs into. There is something so wonderful about Beatrice that is just amazing. And I apologize to Beatrice that it took me a minute to think about my choice, but... That is hands down my nominee for the Smoke Show Award for 2022. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know if I should say anything in response to that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I kind of forgot who you were talking about, but uh, I, I do Tell have it I'm pulled wrong, up on, on Google. Tell me image. I'm wrong. And uh, let's just say that we had some conversations off mic <laughs> about Nier, and I was kind of poking fun at the anime style faces okay, and bodies. Right. And this is this is a little more in line with that coming yeah. from you know South Korea. Okay, but Two B is not a real person; she's an android. Right. Beatrice is a real person, <laughs> Paul. Okay. <laughs> All right, very nice. So, so Smoke Show Award winner one, Beatrice from Lost yep. Ark. <laughs> Smoke Show. Mike, Michael, what'd you come up with for this one? Uh, any character from Lost Ark? No. Um, <laughs> uh, I, man, I actually picked Caitlin from The Quarry. Uh, oh, I just, did you? Dude, she's good with a gun. She's awesome. She's smart. She's tough. She always has a tough head on. I mean, she's she wears those little pants. Um, no, I'm just, but <laughs> no, I just I liked her a lot. I thought she was awesome, and the way she like talks out of the side of her mouth sometimes, she's just adorable. It's just a smoke show, and she's good with a gun. 
That's very funny. I, I actually considered putting her in the list here, and I thought you guys would call me crazy, but I'm, I'm with you, Michael. I think that's a very yep. good pick. I feel like got? in the quarry, the, the pretty one is supposed to be Emma. Wasn't yeah, that her name? She's, she's annoying, man. Her, yeah. her animations were sometimes kind of goofy. I don't know about you Dude, guys, but her yeah. mouth. Her mouth, her yeah. mouth sometimes yes. looks twice as long as it should be. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. in the cell phone scene when she's like walking around doing the selfie. It's off Like the podcast or the, uh, the vlog or whatever. Yeah, it was weird. And it's funny because I was excited about Halston Sage because she's in season one of the Orville. And I was like, heck yeah, man. I'm going to see her in something else because I've only ever seen her in the Orville. And then when I saw her character, I was like, is that Halston Sage? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she has a very good scene in Neighbors. And I'll just leave it at that. Nice. <laughs> uh, my pick for this one for Smoke Show, you know, uh, I, I tried to stay away from games that have already been out for years and then got ported. I kind of felt like, okay, I understand that it's eligible. I tried to only pick brand new stuff. But for this one, I, I went ahead with Freya <laughs> from God of War. Hey, oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, look, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is, like, too revealing or whatever, but, you know, she's got, like, the smoky eyes. I like brunettes. You know, my wife's a brunette. Um, She's very, like, this very kind, loving mother figure, and she's got a little bit of a dark vendetta kind of side that comes out on occasion. I'm not necessarily against it. I mean, what can I say? I, I really like her character. I thought she was smart, funny, strong, a little crazy, and I, I went ahead and I picked Freya. That is that is nice. a very respectable choice, Paul. I like that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we are now about halfway through the show. We're going to take a very short break here, and we are going to hear from one of our sponsors. Support for today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaping isn't just for life's special occasions. It's a requirement for optimal health, superior hygiene, and healthy self-esteem. I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to my sensitive areas, I'm not just going to trust some cheap dollar store razor. I want Manscaped with their precision-engineered tools specifically designed for men. I recently replaced an old ear and nose trimmer with the Weed Whacker from Manscaped, and I have not looked back since. The Weed Whacker is waterproof, and it has skin-safe technology, which prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes of ours. As a favor to our listeners, Manscaped has provided an amazing offer. Get 20% off your order and free shipping with code MULTIPLAYER at manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off along with free shipping at manscaped.com by using promo code MULTIPLAYER. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now, back to gaming. All right, we are now back. Uh, I think it's my turn to pick the next it category. Is. Yep. It is? Okay. I think so. All right, let's talk about favorite protagonist. Because this one can go in a lot of different ways. And um, I, I have a feeling we all probably picked different people. We did. I would like Mine's to say, best, it, in all honesty, for this category, that I spent about 30 minutes looking up the best or my favorite antagonist <laughs> oh no and then i went and then i went protagonist oh yeah <laughs> nice so, so uh yeah so I, I i had to just be honest with with the listeners there i completely goofed on this one at first 
It's yes. been about 30 minutes. And then it was like, I was like, well, why did we do our best villain if we have like best <laughs> right. antagonist too? Protagonist is good guy. Antagonist, yes. bad guy. Mine was yes. easy. I spent no time on this one. It was a slam yeah, dunk right. for me. Instant pick. All right. Well, well who'd is, you pick, Paul? Well, I was going to say, this is kind of a funny category because a lot of the best games this year had had protagonists that either had no personality or right. you really don't get to know them. We were kind of joking about like the tarnished in Elden Ring. That's clearly not a character you're going to nominate as right. <laughs> best protagonist. I mean, they don't talk. They don't really do anything other than fight and kill everything that they see. Uh, for this one, I went with another element from Weird West. There are five protagonists that you could pick from. Be the I, pig man. Went with the, I went with the pig man. Yeah! I did it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oink, oink, baby. Also <laughs> not winning the smoke show award, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, no. No. If there was an ugliest character award, that one's going to the pig man. Oh, man. So I am going to share some major spoilers from Weird West. I mean, the game's been out a while. If you wanted to play it, you probably already did. But you play as five different protagonists. And in the beginning of the game, you play as Jane Bell. She's this bounty hunter. Totally normal story. Just trying to get her husband back who's been kidnapped. Then you've kind of finish up her story. And then this game takes this really hard right turn out of nowhere <laughs> where all of a sudden your character awakens as a pig man. Uh, you find out that there are characters that basically like, I think if I remember right, their brains are put into like a pod and they surround it with different pig parts that they stitch together. So you kind of almost look like patchwork if you're familiar yeah. with World of Warcraft or Hearthstone, yep, 100%. S- super ugly, and your character has no memory of anything before the transformation. And right off the bat, I was like, I don't want to play as this dude. Like, he's weird and super creepy, and I don't know what's going on. He's running around with a cleaver. Like, I, I and I really liked Jane. I kind of wanted to keep going with her story. But then, like, as I was playing as the pig man, and I know that this is going to be different for everybody because you can make all these different choices. I made my pig man this really honorable, outstanding citizen who always <laughs> did the right thing. He was super kind. He's saving people. He never stole anything. And so I was playing him as this like really nice, honorable guy. And over the course of the playthrough as the pig man in chapter two, you find out that this woman named Cecilia betrayed you. And turns you into the woman who has been creating the pigmen using dark magic. So you finally track her down at the end of the, of the chapter and you have the choice to either be mad and attack Cecilia for betraying you, or you can actually have a conversation with her. And of course, being like a good playthrough, I started talking to her and she's like, Oh, get out of here, pigman. Who are you? I didn't even know that you things could talk. And then very quickly, she realizes that she knows you and that you guys have this history. And you find out that this was your wife that you had been incredibly abusive to. I I went back and I rewatched the scene. She says, my bones have not healed right. I cannot walk straight because of you. And as soon as I read that, like, I'm even getting, like, chills just thinking about it. But it was (laughs) such a crazy reveal that here I was this like really nice person. And it turns out that I was actually this really deplorable brothel owner that abused women and abused my wife and all these things that happened. And so I, I apologized for that. And I asked her for forgiveness and Cecilia says, no, 
she says, get the F off my property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the chapter just ends. But you get a little bit of a reputation bump because you did the right thing. And so she says, you know, I hope that you've truly learned how to treat people now. So it was like, like it, it was a lot of times you see the stories where there's like redemption, but it's because the character learned from their mistake or you see the good character go bad, like in Breaking Bad. But here with the pig man, it was just like really somber and really surprising. And it really just stuck with me. So sorry to go on a little bit of a long monologue there, but I thought that was such a cool story arc. I had to include the pig man. Yeah, I really liked that one too. He was really good. Yeah, that's that's why I was kind of cheering when you said the pig man too. <laughs> out of the five, he ended up being like my favorite protagonist out of the bunch, and I couldn't stand him in the beginning. Well, I like it when you later on you come back across him and he's like, Hey, I'm living the straight and narrow. I learned, you know, from when you were me, I guess. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the spoiler there, but yeah. Yeah. So I'll make mine quick because I'm pretty I have a sneaking feeling that Michael might have the same person, but I'm gonna say Aloy from the Horizon series. She's a phenomenal character. I love the fact that they introduce her from like early childhood through all the trials and tribulations that she goes through, her challenges, being an outcast, you know, I, you really, really kind of bond with that character, and I think it's what makes the Horizon game so incredible. Michael, did you Pick somebody different? No, 100% it's Aloy. And for the same things that you said, like, I love her story. Great minds, by the way. Um, but uh, I just, I love the story behind Old minds her. Think alike. Hey, you shut your face. Fa- face shutter. Um, only, okay. only one of us is under 40. Oh, that's right. Oh, man, that hurts. It hurts. No, but right, she just, sorry, I go mean, ahead. Go ahead. But, but she's, she's great. Like, I love her story. I love her personality. She's caring. She's honest, but she's also tough. She's uh, tough she yeah. wears animal skins she can shoot a bow she takes down mechanized dinosaurs essentially like and and just i feel like when you follow her like you just really get a sense of her character and who she is all the way through and then of course her backstory which i won't really spoil for people that haven't played the games but she's got a great backstory and i just i can't wait to finish playing horizon forbidden west because i'm I'm really loving i'm really loving aloy love me some aloy now, I didn't play Horizon Forbidden West. I played a little bit of Horizon Zero Dawn and just kind of fizzled. Is there like a big time jump between the games or is it like a direct sequel? Uh, it's funny. She definitely ages a little bit. She looks about 10 years older. I, I didn't okay, catch if there's an actual time jump, but I think it's about 10 years later. Like she, when when Horizon Forbidden West starts, like it's really cool. I'll, I'll say this one thing because one of the things I've always loved about uh, Zero Dawn is the tutorial. You're a little Aloy, you're a little girl, and then it does like that montage where she jumps across the tree and she's an adult now, and you know that the tutorial's over. In the second game, the tutorial, <clears throat> she's talking about things she's seen, and she's got like a whole collection of focuses now. Cause you know, in the one, she's only found the one focus. That's the thing that makes her see different things around the world. Well, you have a buddy that meets up with you, and you're teaching him how to use his focus, and you're teaching him how to use a bow and arrow. And it's like, what a cool oh, way to do cool. a tutorial again. But yeah. what you gather from that tutorial phase, it seems like some time has gone by, probably about 10 years, maybe five years, but they did age the character a little bit. Like she's a little more wrinkly. Hmm. One of these days, maybe I'll finally finish the first and pick up the second because it's incredible. I just haven't played it very much. It's only I was, it took me 103 hours to finish 100% completion every achievement. I just want long. you to know that that whole time I was singing the circle of life in my head. <laughs> really <loud. laughs> Great song. Love it. <laughs> I love the Lion King. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I think we're back to Michael. I picked the last one, right? So yeah, Michael, what, what do you want to do for the next award? <laughs> I, that wasn't a pick. I just wanted to sing no. the Lion King because now it's stuck in my head too. <laughs> uh, let's do most fun weapon. Ooh, okay. All right. I, I cheated on mine, completely cheated because I, I couldn't think of one and then I instantly thought of one which is all. I thought... Any weapon from Elden Ring was the most fun weapon. And the reason why I say that is because <laughs> I love the way the physics in the game worked. When you used any weapon, it felt real. And I was like, that was so much fun to me to to take a sword and clang it against armor or like hit a shield. Like when you hit a shield, you knew you hit a shield. You felt it, even though you're not feeling it. Like there's no haptic feedback on my controller from my computer. But I just I felt like it was so fun to use the weapons in Elden Ring because they just they the sound just everything about him felt so real and that's why I say most fun like it wasn't the coolest the most incredible like big boomstick or something like that but it was just really fun to use those weapons. All right, that's a good pick. I liked swapping the weapons in and out early on in Elden Ring. It was always neat to just see like. Okay, normally I would never play with like a halberd, but how right. does it play in this game? And what if I do my jump attacks? And there's definitely something to be said for weapons that give you a little bit more range as opposed to like those daggers. I, I they weren't always the best weapons, but I think my favorite weapons in Elden Ring were always the daggers that would cause bleed damage. <laughs> so even like being able to swap out all that kind of stuff, Elden Ring I think has a slew of weapons that you could nominate here. Uh what'd you have for this one, Josh? I have I'm just going to be quick on this one cuz I've made my love of these weapons known multiple times um ah. and it's the, it's the blades of chaos from God of War nice yeah. um I we have a a listener in a a real life friend of mine um that just bought a hand forged <laughs> leviathan axe um yeah, that's that incredible. I that I had linked to him and then he <laughs> bought it for his birthday and then po- you know posted photos and made me extremely jealous I think the Leviathan X is super cool. The Blades of Chaos, I have looked. I cannot find somebody that hand forges those. So if you're a blacksmith and want to make me a set, you know, reach out to me. But for me, Blades of Chaos, hands down. I, I just love those weapons. I love what they represented in God of War. I love that whole sequence. Um, so yeah, they're they're just awesome. You'd have to be an incredible blacksmith to make those. Like incredible, <laughs> you know, the detail. Yeah, well, I, and that's I know probably that, why they're not out there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that we've already joked about this, but I feel like there's also some innate liability issues if you sell super sharp blades at the end of chains that you wildly swing around your body. So uh, no, I got I believe, this, Paul. I, 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 I can Josh that he was just going to spin in circles with them. <laughs> I would. I yeah. would just whirlwind. Yeah, you got to keep that centripetal force and just have yep. the blades as far away from you as possible because otherwise yeah. you're gonna you're gonna cut a limb off. Oh, how funny. Yeah, I, I, Blades of Chaos, I think, are probably the right answer. I wrote down two just in case someone else said Blades. That way I would just bring something different to the table. So I'll go ahead and say the revolver 
from Weird West. Nice. Once you put lightning rounds into it. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Those are fun. Who doesn't love chain lightning in games? Like if I can play That's Diablo true. as a sorceress with with you chain always lightning, unlock chain lightning first. Yes. <laughs> chain lightning is always my favorite ability in games. And Weird West lets you do it with a gun. <laughs> yeah. So you can shoot a mob of people with lightning bullets and it will spread to other people around them. And especially if they're standing in water, it'll spread even further. So yeah, I thought that the revolver with lightning rounds in weird West was a really fun pick. (laughs) So I wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out there as well. Honorable mention would be kicking barrels on people and blowing them up in weird West. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that was fun. (laughs) too. That's, that's always fun. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Josh, what do you want to do for our next category? All right. I see we're starting to get closer to our time frame on this episode. So I'm going to start digging into some of the more popular categories. I'm going to say most promising game reveal. So I like this one. This is, you know, a a game that's obviously not out yet, and it doesn't necessarily have to come out in 2022, but it is going to be a game that was revealed in 2022. And I actually have two, and I'm very torn on these two. Um, the first one is Starfield. Uh, I, nice. You know, I'm I'm excited for Starfield. I get that they're already catching some flack for the inability to fly directly from space to planets. And hey, your character doesn't talk. And oh, hey, they're using the same facial animations as before. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care about none of that stuff. This game hopefully is going to be amazing. I'm super hungry for that formula of Skyrim or Fallout. I've got faith that Bethesda is going to make a great game. Is it going to be janky? Yes, it is. Is it going to have bugs? Yes, it is. I don't care. <laughs> is it going to be like, fun? I, yes, it is. Yes, it's exactly right. Like if it's a Bethesda game, I know what I'm getting, it's and I'm be you fun. know, it's it, it's kind of like that's okay, man. I'll take it. Just give it to me. So for me, the reveal of Starfield is what has me hyped. Wait, don't do the second one yet because I know I'm not you're. Because I know I you're picking like mine. I know you you're picking going mine. to say it. So if you don't, I'll come back to it. But go ahead, Michael. You're picking mine absolutely because you're so excited for Evil West and so am I, I am. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if that game was revealed this year, but I found out about it last week, and I'm like, I cannot wait to play that game. Oh yeah. my goodness! Like, oh, I just, I, I literally have been like stalking the developer on Twitter. Like, I'm just like, why are they putting anything else out? And they're putting anything else out on Twitter. Tweet, 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 tweet. And I'm just, I love it. Evil West looks incredible. I can't wait to play God of War meets Red Dead Redemption 2 or whatever we're doing there. Just want to play it. Yep. <laughs> what a good pick. Yeah, I can't wait for Evil West also. The one that I had, I think, well, that's right. Josh said that was already the second one you were thinking of. I still got to give a shout out to the Callisto Protocol. Yes. Yeah. I almost, yeah. Dude, I yeah. almost picked that because I'm very excited for that game. Yeah, I, I'm very hopeful about Evil West. I am a little bit more confident about the Callisto Protocol. Let's just say that. Everything about the trailers that they have released, I just get more and more excited. You know, Starfield it had some stuff I really liked. It had some stuff that made me very nervous. Callisto Protocol only keeps growing in my estimation. The sound design is fantastic. All of the weapons sounded incredible. The yeah. creepy atmosphere is just, you know, it, it very enticing. I love games that have that kind of creepy atmosphere. The minimal UI. I still don't know why people don't go back to that well more often. Like, I right. know it's kind of a running joke where Ubisoft, you've got 1900 things on the screen where you've got yeah. your compass and you've got <laughs> your six quests and you've got, 
you know, your HP and you've got your D-pad stuff in the bottom left and, you know, the whole screen is cluttered. Callisto Protocol, you know, call back to the same mechanic in Dead Space because it's the same game director. Don't even give us uh, uh, any HP meters on the screen. Just give me a character who's got some dots on their neck and that's just the indicator of how much life they have. There is nothing on the screen. It just lets you be immersed in the action to get creeped out and to engage in the action fighting all of these monsters. Callisto Protocol is my uh, most promising reveal. There was nothing in the reveal that made me think twice. It only made me more excited. That one was a close second for me. And you didn't even mention how incredible the graphics look. Oh, yeah. It looks great. It looks it's crisp, man. It looks beautiful. Yep. And it's don't stand be... don't stand too close to turbans because monsters Yo. will kick you into them and it is gnarly. Yes. Stan, don't stand <laughs> so don't stand so close to oh, me. Can, uh, can we ban Michael from singing? Is Dang. that a thing we can Dang. do? Dang. We don't have like, the right is, is it like two? We don't have the rights rules? to REM, Michael. You know? <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, at least I didn't hit any of the notes, so they're not the algorithms aren't gonna catch it at all. <laughs> All, All right. right. Was that uh was that your category, Josh or Michael? Me. Yep, that was mine. So I think That's it's back, back you. to you, Paul. Yeah. Back to me. All right. Let's go worst money grab. Oh, I love, yeah. love oh, I like this, this category. category. Are we all going to be the same one? <laughs> uh, J- Josh hates money grabs more than any of us, so why don't you go first? What do you have for this? Now I bet you guys thought I was gonna pick Diablo Immortal. Right, but and you are going to pick it. I am not picking oh. <laughs> Diablo Immortal because I said this before when we covered this game, and even though it's been mentioned a couple times on this very episode, I still feel like this was a major money grab because they reused some of the same assets. They didn't change up hardly anything at all, except for a few skins and a little bit of plot and voice acting. The worst money grab of 2022, in my opinion, is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. (laughs) You mean Borderlands 3.5? Yes, exactly. (laughs) We talked about it again in that episode. If you didn't listen to it, go listen to that deep dive. But I definitely complain about this. It's a fun game. But man, were they lazy, lazy, lazy in making this game and basically just cloning whatever the heck they'd done before and not really changing it up very much. Even reusing some of the exact same assets on it, I just, it's one of those things where whether you like the game or not, you know, that's doesn't matter. It is an obvious, obvious money grab to me anyway. And so that is hands down my pick. Nice pick. I like it. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's on my list, which is funny because I've got three on here and I'm like, "Mm, I know which one I'm picking. It's not that one, but yeah. All right. Tell us, Michael. Yeah. Which one you picking? I am scorned by this game this game <laughs> i put dangerous. like i put oh, like no. oh you shut your face you pig that man didn't come out in Not 2022 man, no. <laughs> uh yeah my uh dude, i'm so mad i'm so mad this game i probably put 200 hours into and i was loving it and it was my favorite thing in the world until i got to the end game and then it was pay to win and it's lost oh. arc because at the end of that stupid <laughs> game that i loved and spent so much time on i'm rolling a three and a half percent chance of upgrading my weapon if i spend 40 dollars in this stupid game just to get that extra percent chance that i'm gonna level up my gear to get to the next uh tier and get to the next bosses and i thought it was what what upset me so much is it's 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 
under a veil. You don't know it's a money grab until you get to the end of the game. And it's like it's like Paul said when we did this stupid episode in this stupid game that I love, by the way, but I'm scorned by this. I know, right? Very conflicted feelings here. It hurts because you liked it so it much. I you liked put it so much so time much, into it. And I loved it. Yeah. I'd still be playing it. I want to log in, but I'm like, but it's like Paul said, like just make it hard. Make it so you have to get 400 things to upgrade your weapon, but make it like that. Don't make it so you have to get 40 things, like a week's worth of gameplay, and then you have to spend money or you have a 1% chance of upgrading your stuff. It's stupid and thank you game. I don't even remember the name of the developer because I've wiped it out of my memory, but I'm scorned by you, money grab. <laughs> Go away. Very nice. All right. I, I wasn't sure if one of you were going to, to pick the same as me, and neither of you did. I Ooh. was kind of proud of this pick. My worst money grab so far of 2022 is the freaking Overwatch 2 watch point pack oh, currently selling yes, for $39.99 yes, on Battle.net. Guys, this is a game... What is it? It is forty dollars oh. to get immediately into the beta. That's what and they're selling. They are giving you the first battle pass, two skins, and some in-game virtual currency for a game that will be completely free in right. just a couple months. And what I especially don't like about it is that I think some people are going to pick this up thinking it includes the PVE content, which it does not. This wow. is just solely to get some assets that are cosmetic only for a game that will be free in... When does this come out? September? October? It's one or the other. It's only a couple months down the road. Yeah, it's not far away. This, I, I'm I'm with you on this one, Paul. $40. Yeah, it's not like, wow. a, hey, $20 gets you in. And here's the thing that really gets me, is we all played the... We all got into the initial beta, and guess who has not gotten a beta invite? Because Almost I'm not everybody. willing to right because they're trying to sell them. Yeah, it's like, dude, don't say it's a beta if you're selling access to yeah. it at this point. It's a free to play game. You can't even say, hey, if you buy this game, you get three days early access or you know two months early access or whatever. This is just we're gonna wait and see how many people buy the beta, and then maybe we'll start giving out some beta keys. It's sleazy in my opinion, and I know that we've refused to pick it up. Like as much as I want to be able to play Overwatch too, like I absolutely refuse to give them forty dollars for that, especially yeah. because it doesn't even come with the game. Yes, exactly. So great yeah, choice. That's a full game. Yeah, that's a good choice. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, how many we got left? One, two, three, four. I think we've got five Six. left, but some of these are a little quicker than others. Yeah, we can so, fly through some. We're doing great anyways. We're having fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, what do you want to do next, Michael? Uh, I'm going to go with the best value game. Oh, nice. Mm, yeah. All All right. Which is the same as my cash grab game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's it. Lost Ark because it's free. I love it so but much. But at the same point, like I had 200 hours <laughs> worth of fun in this stupid game. Uh. Scorn me for life. Like it's a good value. It's free. Like play it. It's fun. It really is fun. Uh, and then if you just don't want to spend the pay to win stuff, then just stop playing after 200 hours. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's that. I was really hoping you were going to say something like <laughs> That's that. That's pretty funny, man. Oh, Just have the right goodness. expectations and yep. don't try to do all the end game. Level up, get all the way there, run some of the initial end game stuff and just quit. And it's free and you'll love it. You don't yeah. even have to pay a dime. That's yep. fun. It is the way to go. Um, mine is this one was tough for me because I did go that free to play route. 
I started thinking about games like that, and Lost Ark definitely did come to mind on that one. But I have to say, I would rather pay money for a game and have it absolutely blow me away and get a 100 plus hours of gameplay out of it. And for me, this one is actually easy. It's Elden Ring. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's just, I, I mean, I, I have not finished Elden Ring because we get busy with playing games for the podcast, but I will I will absolutely go back to that game and sink another 50 hours into it. Um, I know we had one of our legendary supporters. I won't call him out because, you know, sometimes people, but, you know, he put 180 hours into Elden Ring and completely 100%ed it, which I thought was an amazing accomplishment, by the way. You know who you yeah. are, so kudos to you. Um, <laughs> who, but I mean, if you get, uh, Yeah, I'm not going to say. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd get you for a minute. But, nope. uh, you know, if you can, if you can pay $60 and get get 180 hours of phenomenal gameplay out of something oh, heck that yeah. is an absolutely incredible value and not only that but you're gonna love every minute of throwing your controller at your tv you know, <laughs> in the process too so for me it's elden ring best value hands down all right i i was kind of <laughs> dreading talking about best value game cue the eye rolls cue the grunts no, the do complaints it. i don't care Next send category. all the hate send all of it to me Paul at MultiplayerPodcast.com. It's Diablo Immortal. That is best value game. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Lowest all-time Metacritic score from users. It's a 0.2. And 99% of those reviews are people who didn't even play the game. They're just mad about the fact that if you care about PvP and you want to have the absolute best gear that you got to drop... I don't know, whatever number they're up to now, $40 billion just to outfit your character. You can play the entire storyline completely free. You can play it on your PC. It looks good. I mean, it doesn't look great, but it's free. It furthers the Diablo story. I think it's a blast. I would play it more if I had the time. I don't care what anyone says. I know I'm I'm kind of alone on Paul's Island over here, but <laughs> it's like a free Alcatraz game. Island. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather I'd rather play Diablo Immortal than Lost Ark, and I loved Lost Ark. It, it it just speaks to how I feel Diablo Immortal, or as everyone keeps calling it, Diablo Immoral, because yeah. of the whole you know pay for all these items. <laughs> if you can play it completely for free, and if you love the storyline, it's fantastic. So Paul. I'm. I'm going to say Diablo Immortal. Paul, I have a question for you. Sure. Is your pick a late April Fool's joke? <laughs> you don't have phones? <laughs> you don't have PCs? It's on I do PC love now, that guys. If we, if we posted on social media and said, Paul says Diablo Immortal yeah. is the best value game sure. ever. 2022. Like, oh, we yeah. would just and get heckled I'm not, to no end. I'm not going for hot takes or anything. I'm, I'm being 100% serious. Don't blast it if you haven't played it, right? If you don't like the business model, then don't pay any money. Play yeah, it for free. That is true. That is I true. Have, you, who cares? I have downloaded it, by the way. Pay. Yeah. I have downloaded it. I downloaded it this week because I do want to play it with my buddy Quite a Tool. We talked about it. I just haven't found time to connect with him yet. So you're both you're both dead to me. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm sticking with that pick. So anyway, uh, I know that that one I'm sure probably riled up some people. I'm sure I'll hear about it on Discord, but. That's fine. It's free. You know, if you don't like it, don't give them any money. That's perfectly Paul, fine. Vote with your wallet. Like an infected toe, just cut it off. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Who picked best value game? Uh, Michael. Oh, I Michael. did. That was my pick. Well, All, right. All right. Josh, what's our next category? 
Oh boy, the pickings are getting slim here. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to go with the most overrated game yeah. of 2022. Ooh. So this is a game where it's like, hey, I know a lot of people liked it. It got good critic reviews, but I think this game sucks or it's just <laughs> drastically overrated. I hate to go digging back into this well once more. Um, and I really did try to branch out a little bit, but I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with myself, man. And once again, the most overrated game is Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <laughs> you know, nice. I hate, Oof, I hate to keep rip. going back to that, right? Because, but it's just, it's true because it, number one, worst money grab to me, but it ties hand in hand to this game got good reviews and it's, yeah. It's so obvious to me, and it's such a rehash to me. You can have way more fun picking up Borderlands too. And what did Tiny Tina's was forty bucks, if I remember right, mm-hmm. when we when it came out and oh, we bought right, it. And it I remember thinking, like, I want my forty dollars back, man. This should have been a fifteen dollar DLC, you know, or something like that. And I, I hate to beat that dead horse, but it's. I think Tiny Tina's is drastically overrated. If you had fun with it, I'm super happy for you. But I'm talking about you know gaming reviews and and critics reviews and things like that. And for me, there's really no contest in that regard. It's Tiny Tina's. It's interesting how many good and bad things came out of that game on this Isn't episode. It? I know. <laughs> Funniest moment, worst money grab, most overrated. Yeah, best voice great, acting. great voice acting. Best you know, voice but that, acting. and that's the, that's. I think that's part of what aggravates me is because they could have made it great. You know what I mean? Like you could see these glimpses of like, hey, they had Ashley Birch and the voice acting's phenomenal, and they had hilarious writing, and then they just copy and pasted everything else, man. You know yeah. what it is? It's it's like uh, you know how sometimes you'll say it's an ugly house, but it has good bones. This is right. the exact opposite, <laughs> right? This yeah. has no bones, but a fancy shiny coat of paint on the outside where the voice acting is great and it's funny, but there's zero substance. It's not really worth playing. The foundation yeah. is bad. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, all right. All that's right. the last time. That is the last time I will mention <laughs> Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. <laughs> nice. <the way>. So, <laughs> I just want to say that Josh gave the most awards to Tiny yeah. Tina's. <laughs> They're right? not all good. They're not all good awards though either. So. Our would most awarded game is Tiny Tina's. <laughs> what did you have for this one, Michael? I really didn't have one that I thought was really overrated, but I did pick one that I think you guys overrated, and that's V Rising. So Ooh, the new the new okay. name of this the most overrated game is the most overrated game that Paul and Josh liked a lot more than I did. And the reason for that is because after thirty hours you're done with the game. There's not a dang thing to do. And I'm like, I, I it's fun, but it's a survival esque build game action and just like thirty hours and there's nothing to do. All right. I mean, that's fair. I think it's a fun $20 game to play, but yeah, the price is right for V Rising is my yeah. opinion on that. If they tried to charge $60 for it, that's where I think I would agree with you yeah, in that regard. I, I did have to have to dig for that, though. Like, it's not I really don't think it's that overrated. It was fun for 20 bucks, and I, I did have fun playing it with you guys by myself. I found it abhorrent, <laughs> but we talked about that on the episode. Go back a few months to listen to that one, guys. Yeah. For this one, this is a game that we are going to be doing a deep dive on that we have not yet recorded or released. I'm going with The Quarry. Oh, are now, we giving Paul spoilers? This game. I, I'm giving I, The Quarry. Okay, wait a minute. Can most I vote for that? I didn't know if we could do that because we haven't done the deep dive yet. <laughs> did it know, release right? in the first half of 2022? It yeah. sure did. Oh, you man. know, the, the Quarry, 
Uh, I think it's a perfectly fine game. Honestly, I don't know if it's overrated or not because I can't look at the Steam score. We haven't know, done the right? deep dive. It could be 99. It could be 50 and everybody hated it. I don't know. I never listen to other gaming podcasts because I never want it to color what I'm going to say about a game. Out of curiosity, I fired up a podcast and I heard four people give this game great they gave it their second highest rating, a four out of five. And I was like, really? Like, this game is 60 bucks. It's nine hours. It's nowhere as good as Until Dawn. Like, they've made better games in the past. I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think it's great. I think it is good-ish. <laughs> uh, but for a $60 game, I don't know. I did not think it had the level of creativity to rise to to where at least what I heard a couple other podcasters say. So I'm going to guess that this one's probably a little bit overrated. You're going to have, uh, we might have an elite dangerous type moment on this one when we actually break it down. <laughs> oh, I know for sure because Michael is always late to start playing games and I know he has already played through the quarry multiple times. So I have, I have. we're going to, we're going to have one of those moments. I, I think a little bit, uh, have you played until dawn, Michael? I have not. If you like this game, go go pick up Until Dawn on your PS5 and uh, enjoy it on there. It came out on PS4 as an exclusive. It's like The Quarry, but ten times better. Is it and similar where it's like a movie where you make choices? Yes. It's exact. Okay. It's a horror interactive movie, multiple protagonists. It follows the exact same format of The Quarry, which is exactly why... I think I might like the quarry a little bit less than you because I kind of feel like I've already played the good version of this. Gotcha. This to me is the Star Wars sequels. I've already played the good one and now I'm just getting the same thing but not as good. It, but it does know. does Until Dawn have my Smoke Show Award winner Caitlin? <laughs> it's got some other Smoke Show Award nominees. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to go ahead and say the quarry without uh spoiling too much more since that'll be a deep dive. I don't think it's bad. I just think it's overrated. All right. Uh, we have a couple, couple couple, last categories here. Uh, overrated, you picked that, right, Josh? I picked that one, yep. All right. Let's go with game that you've played the most in 2022. Now, this is the one that I didn't know. Does, it, does this one still have to be a game released no. in 2022? No. This is okay. the one where it does not have to be a game that released sure. in 2022. It's just the game you've played the most in 2022. Uh, so I could it? give it to Minesweeper. I'm not going you to, could. but I could, could if I wanted. Yes. yes. All right. right. All right. I'll just go first for this one. It's it's Overwatch. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be Hearthstone. I still clock 10 hours in Overwatch to one hour of anything else. It's my go-to. If I need a break from work and I've got a 20-minute block of time, I'm I'm going to play a round of Overwatch. It's still the game I play the most. It's not as good as it used to be. The to the, the community is more toxic than ever. Uh, Overwatch 2, we all kind of agree it's sort of Overwatch 1.5, but it is what it is. But I still have to give it to Overwatch. It's still the game I play the most. Nice. It's just so easy to get into a match. The match lengths are perfect. You can play one match or eight matches. It's it really is. That that is it is also my go-to game. So that is a close second for me. Um my, still my number one is Rocket League. I play yeah. Rocket League every single day. I did I take a break from Rocket League for about three or four months at some point, and then I started getting back into it and it sucked me right back in. And I literally play it every single day. So for me, Rocket League hands down as far as most game time 
What about you, Michael? I, is it Lost I, Ark? Yeah, absolutely is. I can't imagine I played a game more than Lost Ark because for like two or three months, I played it two or three hours or four hours a night. Like, I was playing that game so much that when we moved on to the next couple games, I was like, okay, I got to find time to play these other games and still manage my Lost Ark addiction. And then the game killed itself for me when I was like, money, cash, grab, scornful, bah! I will say, I checked, and for a game that released in 2022, Lost Ark is my most played game for 2022. I have 115 hours in Lost Ark. Nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good chunk of time. Yep. All right, Michael, what category you want to hit next? Well, we got two, we have two left, and one of we them is the last game one. Of the year. Yeah, yep. so I guess I'm going with character that's the best marriage material. Oh, I love this category. This is the very first one I put in our shared doc. I was like, this I want, awesome. I want to, I want to pick a character for this. So, you know, man, it's funny because I'm not allowed to pick Josh's beard because uh, it's not, not a video game character. It's taken. It's also taken. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like my character in Lost Ark, she, she would not be, she wouldn't want anything to do with me. Ironically enough, and this is going to sound really weird and cheesy, but it's actually true. Abigail from the Quarry reminds me of my wife when I started dating her when we were 19. Actually, I was 23. She was 19. Like, she had that red hair. She kind of dresses a little bit off. Like, yeah, my wife doesn't listen to this, so it's great because we don't have to. We don't have to cover that with her. But like, she just reminds me so much of like, like my wife. Like, she's like twenty at the time. That's when we started dating in college, and it was just like I just think it's like eh, just the whole time. Like, it's my it's my wife. She had the same haircut. She had like this red in it, and she has this fake red dye in her hair. So I think Abigail from the Quarry is like my marriage material, but for a stupid reason, just that I kind of married her in real life. So I guess that works. I get right. it because I couldn't find another answer. She's like hard. the she's like the sweet girl that's like the friend that lives next door kind of thing. Yeah, she's you super know? nice. She's sweet. Yeah. She's a little you wind artist. up marrying them. You don't wind up having a crush on them at first or anything, but you do wind right. up married and then happy. And because on, even so. those Caitlin's a smoke show, man, she scares me. Like yeah. she scares me. <laughs> She'd be I'm a little scared difficult. of her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I have a question for you guys on on mine, and that's: Would you like the sponge or the spray? Uh, <laughs> but the, <laughs> that's, that's because that's Overwatch been two out for a while. No, uh, but Overwatch, Overwatch two came uh, out in right. 2022. Fair enough. And that's Mercy from Overwatch <laughs> 1.5. I, you know, yes, this is a little bit the of a doctor cheesy is pick. In. Yes, but uh, and here's why. Okay, number one, she's she's a good looker. She's a doctor. She's foreign, and she she takes care of people. Sure, you know, and yeah. she asks you if you'd like the sponge or the spray. And uh, you know, the reason I use that voice line is because anytime Paul ever plays Mercy, yeah. that is the only thing we hear. The You're going to hear it a lot. <laughs> That's his so, go-to voice line. I just, oh, I yeah. do think marriage material-wise, other than her going off and saving the world, is she should probably make a good wife. And if I was going to pick anybody from Overwatch, it's Pajama. <laughs> may may is bay pajama yeah. uh it's funny because i actually met amy pole in real life i think that's her name um and i got a little mercy thing signed little you know eight by ten and she's super adorable in real life too so i'm like adorable little person i know how yeah. to pick them <laughs> yeah but she's a brunette so uh, all right, very Paul. nice all right for this one this is my last award that i'm giving please weird the pig west man. Please no, it's the not man. the pig man. <laughs> I, I'm giving this to Jane from Weird West. <laughs> nice. All right. What? 
how how can you not pick Jane? She's beautiful. She's loyal. She's strong. She's a famous retired bounty hunter. Like, come on, that's awesome. She'd be scary. She, yeah, so she's no, she's me not. Too much. She she literally buried her guns underground, and she's just been living the family life. Like, she's that's adaptable. True. She's good she, with family. But she would if, come rescue you. Yes, yeah, she's she would. Gonna, she's gonna go Liam Neeson on everybody from Taken <laughs> if anyone threatens her family. Uh, she stopped at nothing to rescue her husband, Alonzo. We should all be so lucky. So I, I went ahead with Jane Bell. I love that you said Liam Neeson from Taken when you could say Liam Neeson from anything post 2010. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. Oh, man. So yeah, I, I had to go with Jane there for best marriage material, which leaves us with the pinnacle game. of game awards, right? Game, game of the year. Parentheses so far. So far. Award. <laughs> so far. <laughs> Uh, are we all giving this Elden Ring? Because that's I what am. I'm giving no, it to. No, I'm not. You're not? No, I'm not giving it to Elden Ring. That game sucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did Michael I marry it? it? <laughs> I did episode. marry it. I was going to say, the, yeah. the, And the game that I pick, I've been vocal about how I I missed, I I made love to it, and I want to go back in time and marry it. I pick Weird West. So here's As the thing. Game of the year. I love Weird West Weird so guys. much. Yeah. Weird West is my favorite game of the year so far, but... I have to recognize the fact that Elden I Ring that was what it was. Is well, it's not favorite. It's oh. game of the year. So, oh, so it's I, not our favorite game of the year. Well, it can I figured, be. I read it as like my favorite game of the year. It's weird. Sure, West. that's fine. Yeah, you can interpret it that way. I feel like Elden You're Ring. Wrong, but yes, you can. Yeah. If, if I'm picking game of the year, what I think will win game of the year, it's absolutely um, Elden Ring. Yeah, for yeah. sure. El- El- Elden Ring really shot for the moon, and they landed it. it. It accomplishes a lot more than Weird West. I think Weird West has a much more fascinating story. I am much more likely to enjoy that style of game that goes deeper into making choices and plot, whereas Elden Ring almost solely focuses on gameplay alone. But Elden Ring really just, um, it's so much more uh, ambitious than Weird West. Yeah, for so sure. I, I'm, I'm giving it to Elden Ring, but in parentheses, Paul's favorite game was Weird West. Okay, See, so I read it as like my favorite game of the year. Like, what's your game of the year? And I'm like that. But yeah, if we go game of the year, hands down, it's Elden Ring. I don't or Diablo Immortal. Weird West was <laughs> fine. Like it's a fun game. I it's think so it, good. what was it? Twenty dollars? Forty dollars? I think $40. it was forty. And it's worth forty bucks. Like I'm not I just don't I, I don't know. Different you know, I just don't get why you guys love it as much as you love it. Different strokes for you different know, folks. Yeah, it really is. I guess it is. You know but what I mean? I, I, don't, but, I don't like Dark Souls. I never did. I mean, I get that. Now, I never so that's it. the thing that I absolutely do understand is there's going to be people out there that go, I hate all this Elden Ring hype. I don't understand why everybody's talking about this game so much. You know, and so I definitely get that. Um, you know, it is Elden Ring for me. I, I absolutely love that game. Um, I think it will actually win game of the year. Um, God of War Ragnarok, if it comes out, will be a strong contender. Starfield, maybe, but I'm a little bit more worried about Starfield. And that's, I don't, there, I don't think there's going to be anything else that's going to be in that category. Normally they try to nominate like five or six games for game of the year. And I right. don't know how you're going to dig into a couple more games. To you throw honest. the quarry well, in there. That's you know I mean as a dude, nomination. If the quarry gets nominated for game of the year, I am going I am to be burning very upset. down yes, that right. arena. You know it. You <laughs> know it will though. You know it will. It's overhyped. Well, um, it takes although, two. Although, 
It takes two, one. Uh, yeah, but that's also a very down year for games, yeah, too. That's true. You, never you know. know, it's funny, too, because when I was the only the only one of these categories we picked that I had a hard time with was the most overrated game. And so I Googled most overrated game of 2022, and half the results I found were Elden Ring. Mm. Do you know You know what's funny? Initially, for most overrated game, I put Deathloop. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. And then I remember it came last out year. last year, and I was yeah, like, ah, yeah. I got to think of something else. <laughs> so. Nice. All right. Well, I think we've reached the end of our awards show. We handed out Good how many show. awards? Was that 14? Uh, 14, Something to be like exact. That? Yep. Yeah, Should have been 27. We should keep going until midnight. <laughs> I'll just we, make one up. <laughs> we did make a very long list. I think we had like 45 nominees, and I just sort of like started grabbing yeah. some and said, are you guys cool with these 14? And we all agreed. Uh, I can't wait to revisit at the end of the year. I really hope that the second half is stronger than the first half. I think it will be. I think I we've think got a lot to look forward to. And I think our end of the year awards will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Callisto, Callisto Protocol, baby. Boom. Maybe that'll uh, be nominated for Game of the Year. I could see it. I'm yeah. actually excited for fall because there's gonna there's some big game releases coming out. Can it redeem 2022 as a whole? Let's see. I mean, I have a feeling I'm going to move my 5 out of 10 up a good bit. Yeah, Still better than last year. We're gonna yeah, have a hard oh yeah, time sure. at the end of the year because there's a lot of games that drop similar times hey, too. Like us doing it's our a doing great our problem to have. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Holiday season, all those yep. games come out at the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much to everyone for listening. As a reminder, if you want to check out our Patreon page, go to multiplayersquad.com, and we would love to have you follow us on socials everywhere at multiplayerpod. Come join our free Discord server. Link is in the episode description. And we will have our next episode on Thursday where we cover gaming news, where we talk about this week in gaming. And I think that's it here for today. So thanks yeah. for joining us for the award show. I had a lot of fun. I think you guys did too. Michael, did you have something else you wanted to say? No, I just love this. I love this show. It was fun. Best show ever we've done so far, guys. <laughs> I will. That's every Michael's show. Michael's favorite podcast to record in 2022 so far is yeah. multiplayer gaming yeah. podcast. No, the I, best I will one. say in parting also thank you to manscaped for partnering with us um they've got yeah. some honestly some amazing products the 20 percent off and free shipping really is a phenomenal deal so go check it out manscaped.com and make sure you use code multiplayer they've got some legitimately really good stuff we think you guys will love yeah and like seriously seriously go do that like i i got the lawnmower 2.0 and i use it on my beard like yeah. it's a great it's a great facial hair trimmer too so like it's yep. it's awesome don't miss out guys the code's only good for so long multiplayer go use it <laughs> all right well thanks everyone we will see you all on thursday and until then happy gaming how do you all spell right. multiplayer cheers all. Yeah, everybody <laughs> m-u-l-t-i-p-l-a-y-e-r multiplayer thank, thank you paul <laughs> <laughs> Can Bye, you use it in a sense. Bye. Bye. Oh.